The great debate in Chicago right now is all about Jim Harbaugh as the potential next head coach of your Chicago Bears. Personally, I think he'd be a good hire, but I don't think it's that likely to happen because of a lot of different complicating factors. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our promo code locked on NFL to get to get a first deposit match up to $100. On the show today, we discuss the Harbaugh debate and why there's some real complicating issues here when it comes to Harbaugh and Kevin Warren, Harbaugh and the McCaskies, Harbaugh and everything that's happened at Michigan this season and in earlier seasons, but yet the success he's had at Michigan and the success he had with the San Francisco 49ers still would make him a strong candidate for what the Chicago Bears need right now as a experienced, successful, proven head coach. Let's start, though, with the probability, because there's been some 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 reporting from ESPN's Adam Schefter. He was on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week that really poured a lot of cold water on the Jim Harbaugh to Chicago conversation. And I want to start there and kind of get into what makes this complicated. And it's not as simple as, okay, do you think Jim Harbaugh is the right guy for the job in terms of what we've seen on the field, what you've seen at Michigan cheating scandals per se, and and what we saw at the 49ers, but also there's some relationship stuff here and some question of whether Harbaugh actually wants to come here. So because we was on the McAfee show, like I don't, I don't have the rights to use ESPN broadcast, but I can read you the quote. I, I transcribed exactly what Adam Schefter said here. Quote, he's always wanted to bring a national championship to Michigan. And I think if he brings a national championship to Michigan, I would think there would be part of him that feels like he set out to do what he intended all along. And I think that would give him even more liberty to take the jump to the NFL. Now, again, he's assessed this in each of the last two years. Two years ago, Minnesota came after him. Last year, Denver came after him. And so he's entertained these possibilities and he's made it pretty clear. He said before, well, I'm going to stay at Michigan. But each year these teams come calling. And if they come calling again, I would imagine he'll listen again. That's what he's done in the past. I, 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 I don't know that he'll listen. And when you look at the teams out there, I think and they were talking about they had John Greenberg on brought up Chicago. I think you're more along the lines of the right call there. I don't see Chicago doing that right now. That's just my sense. And they went on to talk about or sort of insinuate some of that or a lot of that having to do with Kevin Warren being the president of the Chicago Bears, having been the Big Ten commissioner. And, and those two, Harbaugh and Warren, maybe not having a very good relationship. 
from their time working together. It seems like a lot of that stems from the COVID era in 2020 when the Big Ten decided to cancel fall sports. Jim Harbaugh was vocally against that, put out statements, not necessarily directly calling out Kevin Warren as far as I could recall, but like talking about how disappointed they were and how they think it's the wrong decision by the Big Ten. And to be fair, Justin Fields did the same thing at that time, and he's gotten along with Kevin Warren and it hasn't been a, a you know feature of their relationship. Although if the Bears move on from Justin Fields this offseason, some will speculate whether Kevin Warren doesn't like him from his time at Ohio State when Justin Fields was very critical of Kevin Warren. He was more directly critical of Kevin Warren than, than Jim Harbaugh was. But Schefter seems to be indicating that there's something there where the Bears may be not crazy about Harbaugh, whether that's specifically Kevin Warren or, or maybe there's a thing with the McCaskies too, where Harbaugh is not a quiet coach. He is not a toe-the-line kind of coach. We've all seen Jim Harbaugh's personality. It's part of what makes him such a good coach. But it can also be, uh, distraction is not even the right word, but it can be a little something more than the Chicago Bears typically deal with in their head coaches. When you think of Bears head coaches that the McCaskies have hired across multiple general managers, or the GMs fall in these categories too, you know, Eberflus, Nagy, Trestman, Lovey Smith, John Fox, Dick Duran, and then add in, Poles, Pace, uh, Phil Emery, Jerry Angelo, a lot of fairly even-keeled, quiet, calm type of people, right? Quiet, calm general managers that are very controlled and kind of not laid back, but, you know, just kind of like everything is down here, right? Everything is kind of at this temperature. Noth the sky is never falling, but things are never super enthusiastic either, you know? Like, Iberflus is especially that way, but we start up with Nagy. We saw it with Tressman, we saw it with Fox, we saw it with Lovey Smith. Like they don't get they don't swing far emotionally in either direction. They don't say outlandish things or get super fired up at press conferences in the positive or the negative. Harbaugh is the opposite of that. And it seems like the McCaskies have, have historically wanted someone who's not gonna rock the boat too much. Now, maybe they need someone to rock the boat, and maybe that would be good for them and good for this organization, but separately. Is that likely to happen from them? Like, will they realize that? Will they come to that conclusion? Or will they keep kind of doing things and say, yeah, we don't need, it doesn't have to be Harbaugh. We can get another coach that we also think is good that isn't going to rock the boat so much. And the other, the other sort of factor in here is that there have always been rumors with, ever since Harbaugh left the 49ers, that coming back to the NFL, he wants some amount of control over personnel. That was a big power struggle clash with the 49ers, with him and Trent Baalke, their GM at the time. Harbaugh wanted more control over the roster and over personnel. Is Ryan Poles going to give that to him? Is Kevin Warren going to give that to him? Is the organization going to be willing to give a head coach some amount of personnel control? How would that relationship work? It, it just seems to me like between Schefter pointing this out and then our questions about Kevin Warren, George McCaskey, and the personnel issues, that all adds up to make it, to me, unlikely, not impossible, but unlikely that Harbaugh would be the guy. Plus, as Schefter said, like if Harbaugh even wants to leave this time around, teams have come after Harbaugh before. He's kind of said no. Maybe if he wins the national championship, that's different, but we don't know yet. Maybe he loses in the playoffs and still wants to stay at Michigan. So all of that adds up to like not a guaranteed no, but uh, are we sure this is even likely to happen before we even debate like, is he the good on the field coach guy for what this team can do? Plus, none of this has even included 
the sign-stealing scandal and the multiple suspensions he's had this season, and also some of the questions about his success at Michigan. So let, let's get into more of the like stuff we're seeing right now with Jim Harbaugh and still wrap up with why I still think he's the right guy for the job or a good choice for the job if you can get over all of these obstacles next on Locked On Bears. Next on Locked On Bears. Today's episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by a new partner of ours, Skylight, makers of the Skylight Frames. Skylight Frames are super cool. They're a picture frame, a digital photo frame that you can send photos to and they appear in seconds. No app is required, although they do have one if you prefer. No subscription is required. It takes literally a minute to set up and people of all ages can contribute it. It's got a touch screen display right on it, so it's super easy to use. It's a great gift this holiday season if you're looking for that gift for that loved one. And that's the thing, like, it feels like it could be for just about anybody. They've got a satisfaction guarantee, so you can do returns for free up to 120 days and a million happy customers with thousands of five-star reviews. As a special limited time offer for Locked On Bears listeners, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. Again, 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E. Skylightframe.com slash locked on. Besides the power struggle questions, the Kevin Warren questions, the McCaskey questions, like those things all kind of existed already. I mean, Warren wasn't here, but the relationship questions existed already. But what's new this year for Jim Harbaugh is everything swirling around this Michigan program right now with Connor Stallions, their assistant. I don't, don't want to kind of rehash all the details of this because it's been fairly well covered nationally, but I... I imagine like if you don't follow college football at all, or if you're not actually like in the Midwest or follow a big 10 school, then maybe you haven't heard all the details and we're not going to go through all the details, but essentially a Michigan staff member stole signs or was accused of stealing signs from other teams by being on their sideline or in the stands using some sort of video recording device to record what their signs are and then match that up to the plays and figure out what their signs are so that Michigan can know what plays other teams are calling as they're calling them to try and have a competitive advantage doing so. Harbaugh has denied knowledge of this operation. They've sort of denied fault in this operation at all. Harbaugh kind of accepted the three-game suspension at the end of this season as like a, listen, like I'll take this suspension if you drop it kind of thing, like a settlement of sorts, like in a lawsuit where it's like, I'm not admitting fault, but I'm going to pay out here so that the lawsuit doesn't keep going forward without saying that I actually did anything wrong. That seems to be kind of where the outcome stands right now. Harbaugh was suspended for the first few games of the season for separate recruiting violation issues where I think he like bought a recruit a cheeseburger or something. It was a relatively minor issue, but it was still improper recruiting situation anyway. And so you've got this sort of scandal surrounding Harbaugh of like, okay, how much did they benefit from, from potential cheating here? Because, you know, this season... They are undefeated now all the way into the college football playoff and rolling. And last season, they were 13 and one, losing only in in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, which was part of the college football playoffs. And and then in 2021, you know, by by the way, winning the Big Ten all three of these years, they were 
two and twelve, lost in the playoff then too, but lost a regular season game that year. So like they've been really good the last few years, right when this cheating stuff started popping up. And prior to that, they were not as good, you know. But prior to that was the COVID year, so they played six games and were two and four below five hundred in that year. But I'm kind of willing to say we can all reasonably say like COVID year, maybe not the best reflection of a team because <laughs> everything was crazy that year, especially in college football. But before that nine and four, 10 and three, eight and five, like decent records, but like not 10 and oh, 13 and one type of seasons, right? Nine and oh in the conference, the last two years, each year, 18 and oh combined playing extra good this season, which leads everyone to say, are they only playing so great because of this, this cheating scandal, because they've been stealing signs and are the Bears, as an organization, going to want to hire the coach and have to answer the questions of like, hey, why'd you hire the guy who's in trouble and in hot water for stealing? And do you trust that Harbaugh is as good and successful as the back-to-back -back undefeated conference seasons? Or is he closer to the guy that was you know, six and three in the conference in 2019 or five and four in the conference in 2017 that, you know, wasn't dominating, was beating the bad teams that he was supposed to beat, but couldn't get over the Ohio State hump, you know, struggled in, the, in those Big Ten championship games and it struggled to even make those Big Ten championship games along the way there and struggled in, they lost four straight bowl games over that stretch. And then of course the COVID year kind of ended that, but really like right now they've run a six game Bowl, a six bowl game losing streak until they play this this Rose Bowl this upcoming weekend in the first game of the playoffs. But like they haven't won a postseason game in the last seven seasons, but like six straight attempts for Harbaugh. Like there's there's some question about like has he really been that great at Michigan, or was the cheating part of what put them over the top at Michigan? And I think I would push back on that some. I, I think that's a valid criticism of like yeah. We can wonder how much the cheating has benefited them. And if the cheating has now stopped and if he's not going to be able to cheat in the same way in the NFL because they use headsets, you know, are you not going to get as good of a of a Jim Harbaugh, you know, performance of a Jim Harbaugh team as a Jim Harbaugh coaching job there? But I think what stands up to me a little bit more in this is where the Chicago Bears are coming from. I, I certainly understand wanting to avoid controversy, wanting to avoid scrutiny and pressure and public, all that stuff that comes with the questions around Harbaugh. But like, even if Harbaugh isn't the 10 and 0 coach without the sign stealing scandal, if he's still the 10 and three coach, which they did his first year in Michigan, his second year in Michigan and his fourth year in Michigan, where like, they're still really good. They're just not number one. They're not, they didn't, they weren't beating Ohio state. They weren't beating the best team, but they were beating most teams. That would be a huge upgrade for the Chicago Bears right now. It would feel like we're nitpicking a little bit on like, was Jim Harbaugh super excellent or was he just great early on? Hmm. Do we want the coach that was just great but wasn't super excellent? Like Jim Harbaugh was above, was well above 500 in every season at Michigan, except for the COVID year, which again was six games when players were opting out and it was an absolute mess. But like in every full real season that Michigan played, well above 500 
above 500 in the conference and, and largely doing well. If the Chicago Bears could just be above 500 every season, that would be a significant upgrade over what we've seen in the last decade plus. I mean, since Lovey Smith was fired. Like, yeah, okay, they've had a couple of seasons above 500, but like Hardball has consistently at Michigan and prior to Michigan been a at worst 500 coach. And if the Chicago Bears could get back to just being 500, that would be a huge step forward and a win. Like, sure, the debate is whether or not Harbaugh can be like, you know, top of the top of the top in the NFC or whatever and, and you know, take your team all the way. But like, can we just take the intermediate step at a, at, at a minimum? We've seen Harbaugh at his worst at Michigan was an above 500 coach. At his best, he's competing for national championships. But at his worst, he's above 500. If you applied that standard to the Chicago Bears, at worst you're 500, and at best you're competing for championships, I think every single one of us would sign up for that right now, today. No questions asked. If you had a coach that is guaranteed to be, at worst, 500 or better, and at best competing for a championship, that should be what you're looking for. Like, the the rookie head coach that you go out and get, whoever, you know, your Ben Johnson, your... I can't even think of some of the other candidates right now. Mike McDonald, uh, some of the other, you know, first-time head coaches. Like, they could they could have a higher ceiling and they could be the great next coach, but they don't come with that proven track record that Harbaugh has that we've seen at Michigan of like, yeah, this guy never has a like a truly bad year. His bad year is, ah, darn, we're only a game or two above 500. <laughs> like, they're still making a big bowl game. Like, in the NFL, his bad year is, ah, we're eight and eight. And we just barely missed the playoffs. Like, bad years happen. And, and I want to get into that with his NFL track record with the San Francisco 49ers and why, like, that to me answers a lot of the questions of, like, why people are concerned about Harbaugh. Like, we've seen this before and what makes him a pretty strong candidate. I'd say a guy I'd be happy with as the next Chicago Bears head coach. Next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the better way to do Daily fantasy sports because prize picks puts you in complete control. It's not your lineup versus everyone else's lineup. It's you versus the projections available. Prize picks sets a number for every player, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, and you decide whether they will gain more or less than their prize picks projection. You just pick two to six players and you can win up to 25 times your money just by getting your prize picks picks. Correct. It's a lot of fun. It gives you some extra stakes in these games. I've been playing prize picks every week on especially Bears rushing yards has been one that has worked out well for me on prize picks. Try it for yourself. It's a lot of fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's an extra hundred bucks to play with at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Locked on Bears is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now is a great time to get started with FanDuel if you haven't played before. They're going to give you $150 in bonus bets if you place any winning $5 money line bet. That's betting straight up, not with a spread, but just which team is going to win. You bet $5 on the team you think is going to win. If they win, not only do you get the winnings for your $5, but you're going to get a bonus 
$150 added to your account to bet on anything you want. So right now the Bears money line against the Lions is Bears plus 142. If you want to bet the spread, it's Bears plus three on FanDuel Sportsbook as well. And the over-under is set at 40 and a half. But it doesn't have to be Bears games. It can be whatever you want, spreads, player props, over-unders, you name it. All on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So if you want to get your $150 in bonus bets, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Jim Harbaugh's immediate and sustained success with the San Francisco 49ers, plus his consistency in success with the Michigan Wolverines, is enough of a track record for me to be confident that he could come to the Chicago Bears and be successful with this team. Now, what that success looks like and how we measure that is a separate debate. Does it have to be Super Bowls to be a higher, a, a smart hire? I mean, the Super Bowls is always the goal, but you don't have to win a Super Bowl to still be considered a good head coach. You want to win a Super Bowl. You aim for the Super Bowl. You set that as your goal and your expectation. But like Harbaugh didn't win one with the San Francisco 49ers. But in three seasons there, he was everything they wanted and more. Like he took care of it business right away. Comes in 2011, 13 and three, goes to the NFC Championship game. Loses, but goes to the NFC Championship game. 2012, right back, 11 and four and one, all the way to the Super Bowl and loses, but gets the team to the Super Bowl. And then even after the Super Bowl loss, where we see so many teams drop off, you lose the Super Bowl, your team kind of unravels and falls apart. And teams have the the Super Bowl hangover when you lose. And it's hard to get back very far afterwards. They go 12 and four, an even better record than that year before. Get all the way to the NFC Championship game. Like three straight years, championship game, Super Bowl, championship game. Sure, didn't win the Super Bowl, lost two championship games. But it's about where the Chicago Bears are now compared to that. Like if the Bears could go to three straight conference championship games and one Super Bowl in there, you would take that in a heartbeat, even if you lost those games. Would you rather take your chances with someone else or take the guy that has proven his success in the NFL with a quarterback with a big arm and some mobility and Colin Kaepernick that is not Justin Fields, but has some similarities to Justin Fields, who hired good coaches, hired a good defensive coordinator, hired an offensive coordinator that worked well for them, like had success with those coaches. And those coaches have gone on to have success elsewhere, seems to have a good, you know, a good coaching tree underneath him, then goes to college, back to college and wins more again, wins plenty again, doesn't win the big one, but only one team can, like, I'm not worried about Harbaugh not being able to win the big one. Most of the big ones in the last 10 years have been won by the Chiefs and the Patriots and, and uh, you know, like only a handful of teams have really won the Super Bowl consistently. And it's the teams with sort of the all-time quarterbacks and the all-time head coaches. Like that's not the, that's not the bar, right? That's not the expectation. I mean, that's not, you shouldn't hold the standard. That's what I was looking for. That's not the standard for Jim Harbaugh. Like the standard is make the playoffs, compete for a championship every year, compete for a championship every year. And that's exactly what Jim Harbaugh did with the 49ers. That's what Jim Harbaugh generally did with the Michigan Wolverines. You know, competed for a championship. Wasn't in the championship every year, but was winning double-digit games in at all of his stops. Won double-digit games at the end at Stanford as well. Like, he could come to a place that already has a foundation established here in Chicago, raise that, build on that, and, and have some organizational accountability and stability. Like, he has just, he has won everywhere that he's been. He is a proven 
winner. And, and to me, the Bears need that. They need an experienced head coach who knows how to win, who can get this team back to consistently contending. Like, like to me, if Harbaugh comes here and, you know, you're going 9-8, and 10-7, and 11-6 every year and losing in the first round, five years from now, you can have the conversation about, okay, do you fire him and try and get someone to take you to the next level up? But let's just get back to going nine and eight, ten and seven, eleven and six again every year, and th- instead of like preemptively saying, "Oh man, is Harbaugh going to be the guy who can get you to the Super Bowl?" I, I, if Harbaugh's the guy that can give me the playoffs every year, let's start there. Let's take that. Let's take a successful winning team again because we're starting from the bottom. <laughs> so you know, wh- why are we being nitpicky about a guy who's like, "Ah, well, maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't have the, what it takes to get him to the Super Bowl, but he's got what it takes to get you to the playoffs all the time." So let's just, let's take that. Let's not, let's quit trying to make this harder than it needs to be by swinging for the fences all the time for, for a coach that maybe can be the next wonderkind and, you know, be the next genius head coach when you've got the like guaranteed double or triple in Harbaugh that can still get you to the home base and score a run. Like that's the thing. It's like, there's no guarantee that Harbaugh can't win a championship. He just hasn't yet. And we've seen a lot of examples of coaches in the NFL go to their second head coaching job and build on the success they had in their first head coaching job and go all the way. Bill Belichick with the Patriots, Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Mike Holmgren with the Seattle Seahawks, question mark. He, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he, or did he win one with, but regardless, like there's a decent, there's a decent track record here of like when the head coach is decent their first time, but struggles a little bit here and there and then gets a second opportunity, they're still able to do good stuff. Not every time, not a guarantee, but like, this idea of like, well, Harbaugh's been a retread. Let's get somebody who's never done it before to see if they can be better. Like, Harbaugh was really good as a coach. And there's evidence to, to, to suggest that giving him another shot at it should still be really good. And that's, that's what the Chicago Bears need right now. Like, consistent success. Let's take that. And Harbaugh provides that. Assuming you can get over the Kevin Warren relationship stuff, maybe the personnel control stuff, maybe the sign ceiling stuff, and maybe the McCaskey stuff. But like, in a vacuum, as a football coach, Harbaugh's the guy. Like, go get him. You should be happy with Harbaugh as a coach because you're going to win more football games. You just got to deal with some of the rest of that stuff. But I think that's well worth it to be back to the kind of team that Harbaugh can get them to be. Now, I haven't done as much work digging in on some of the other head coaching candidates yet. You know, Ben Johnson and all the other names we're talking about. So, like, I don't want this to be my, like, Locked On Bears official endorsement for President Jim Harbaugh because I do want to spend more time looking at the other candidates. But I do think you should be happy with Jim Harbaugh. I'm not ready to say today he is for sure the best candidate and the one I would for sure do, but he's one I would be happy with, and I think you should too. I'd love to hear what you think about Harbaugh, though. Let us know in the comments on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. You can tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. However you do it, just make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast right now or if you're watching on our YouTube channel. That's the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and hopefully every single day. Coming back tomorrow, we'll talk to Matt Deary from Locked On Lions for Crossover Thursday. It's only been a couple weeks. Not a lot has changed, but we'll get into what happened in the first matchup and how to make that happen again, at least the first three and a half quarters for the Chicago Bears. So tune in for that tomorrow. Don't forget to check out our Locked On NFL live streams 24-7 on YouTube. If you want more Locked On sports content coming for you, we got it for you literally 24 hours a day in the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel. Go check that out. Come back tomorrow for another episode of Lockdown Bears and another opportunity to bear down.